0: Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. Today, we are going to discuss feelings and why you should never betray them. I think this is a great topic to discuss because feelings are something that you need to master, not mastering, you know, whether or not you're happy or not, but mastering, understanding what those feelings are and what they're hinting towards. Because feelings are a great resource and a knowledge source that you can tap into to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you want, what you do want. So I am excited to talk about this topic, but before we get into that topic, let's start with what's going on in my world and the song of the week. So some things that have been going on in my world, I am now working a new role and I absolutely love it. About two years ago, I decided to pivot into a new career. So I went to school, I interned and I networked while working a full-time job. And I have to say it was the right thing that I did for myself. You know, the process, I won't lie, it was tiring because it was happening all at once. And there was COVID and there was all these other concerns that I had to worry about, but that work paid off. And I'm exactly where I outlined two years ago. So shout out to me. Beyond that transition, I've been prepping myself for a new office dynamic, which in all honesty has, you know, I've gotten a lot of anxiety from it. And the reason why I have anxiety around going into a new office is because I've had horrible work experiences where I quit on the spot and just walked away. Or I've had people watch me and report to my manager exactly what I'm doing I've had times where I was overworked so hard that I cried in my office, and while crying, had people still knocking on my door asking for help. So, when I think about working, I always sort of panic because it's the place that I spend most of my time, and it's not a place that I want to have any weird relationship dynamics. But, you know, because society is what it is, because I'm a Black woman, I often have to navigate these relationships, uh, these weird relationship dynamics. So I've just been allowing these feelings. I've been asking myself, what can I do to give myself confidence and wane my anxious feelings? And what has helped me is strategy. I've created a common just-in-case situation, and I've created strategies to approach this just in case situation. And I just use a lot of my past and experiences with my girlfriends, um, their experiences at work to kind of help me create this system. Now, I of course know that I won't be prepared for everything because there are going to be some things that are going to, you know, shake me up a little bit but at least I have stock techniques to help me in the event that something does go awry. I know that if I'm isolated, my job is to network even harder so that I can combat anything that may be said about me. I know that if I'm labeled, I can have one-on-ones with my coworkers and come to that situation with a documented plan that I can share with my managing director. This provides confidence and it helps me when I'm in a bind and if ever I get in one. And it just provides me with stop techniques that I can fall back on if ever I'm in an uncomfortable situation at work. So this is kind of one way on how you can analyze your feelings and create a plan to address that feeling and create a plan that will support you and make you feel confident in that possible moment. This is how you can address feelings, but it's not necessarily in, in regards to relationships, like romantic relationships is in regards to your career. But before I start on our main topic, I am going to get into the song of the week because we, we got to get into that. Um, Since we are discussing feelings, I will share one of my favorite in my feelings songs that I go to every time I'm feeling, you know, a romantic blues and it is by our own lower hip shower, Britney Jean Spears. Why should I be sad? When I tell you Pharrell produced the hell out of that and Britney gave it everything we needed. It is just a great, like, I'm feeling it, I need to drink a little bit of wine and cry and give myself a movie scene type of song. So if you're in your feelings right now, please enjoy that song. And if you're not in your feelings, still enjoy it because it really is a great song. Now on to this main topic, the benefits of understanding your feelings. Like I said, I want to discuss this topic because it's a great resource. Um, I've had multiple conversations with friends about this. I've seen tweets about it. I've been watching a lot of movies about it that reflect the lesson that it is needed for you to unravel, understand, and be aware of your feelings. For example... I will touch lightly on like what happened. Well, what helped me understand this? Um, The other day, I was at dinner with a friend, and I disclosed that I still feel like I felt a sting about some of the people I dated in the past. And she said something along the lines of, "You know, we aren't born knowing." And that statement resonated with me because I struggle with perfectionism, and when an outcome doesn't Result in the way that I want it to, and when it's in when I'm in a position where I'm not on top, it stings a little. And I had to, you know, take in this lesson that you cannot circumvent everything, you cannot plan everything, you cannot strategize everything. Sometimes you have to go through things to know exactly what a certain feeling is. Sometimes you have to experience something to help develop the knowledge about your feelings. And when you know what that feeling is, so, you know, say you have a gut feeling, you're going out with this person, you don't know what it is, then you find out what it is. You use that information to inform your decisions in the future. And this cycle is what dating is. And, and I can actually go further than that. It is what life is. Life is a series of experiences. And you use those experiences to understand more about yourself. Your aim, in the words of one of my uh, Twitter pals that I very much enjoy Reading her content is Kaylee Miracle. So it's K-E-Y-L-E-E-M-I-R-A-C-L-E. She wrote something that I thought was very, very profound. It, and it states, To give, you need to give up on any quest for personal perfection. The goal is to become more of yourself. And that is what experience your feelings are. That is what recognizing your feelings and letting them be is. It is you becoming more of yourself. You becoming more in tune with yourself. And the reason why, you know, accepting your feelings, understanding them is so damn hard It's because someone has told you in some shape or form that what you felt was wrong, that what you thought was wrong. And you've been shown by the people who are closest to you, by the people who have raised you, that you should prioritize their feelings over yours, or you should shut down your feelings so that you can support theirs. And that is how you develop a, um, a framework where you're never trusting, you're never, never allowing, you're never unraveling or understanding your feelings. Because you've developed mechanisms to cope with the pain of realizing that the people who birthed you or the people who took care of you made no room and had no room for your feelings. So instead of being imperfect and feeling and making mistakes and experiencing and collecting that knowledge, you opt into perfectionism. You become what they, your caretakers, want you to be. And you model that relationship everywhere. You model it in friendships where you don't prioritize your feelings, but you are holding more space for others. You do that for romance and with your family and you become what they need you to be, to get away from the pain of realizing that these people, that the ones who you love the most had no room for you. When we develop, you know, when we develop perfectionism, we ultimately develop a persona because that's not who you truly are. You stuff yourself into that persona and instead of being angry about something that really bothered you, you try to be the cool girl because the cool girl in our mind would do something else, would do something that we think is better than feeling our own feelings. We think that being the cool girl is, you know, what we need to get the things that we want, like respect and love and loyalty. And instead of saying no to something, we go along with it because we don't want to look like the girl who, who always get their feathers ruffled. We try to opt into this chill demeanor so people can say she's cool, but this cool demeanor Sometimes you betray yourself. You betray yourself many times in the day because you choose a character you saw in a movie or on the timeline or in the group chat that we wanted to be and we tell our emotions, stop doing that. Stop feeling. Be this instead of what you're being. And when you Do that when you tell your feelings to stop being what it feels. What do you think you are subconsciously signaling to yourself? What are you saying to you when you say that the person who you naturally are cannot show up here? And ultimately, and unfortunately, that shows a worthiness issue. And it's not in the traditional way you think of unworthiness or unworthiness is, but it's in the way that you truly believe in your heart that you cannot be yourself and be treated with kindness, loyalty, respect that you will not be made room for. You signal unworthiness because you truly believe that there is no benefit in being you. There is no room for you. And I know people are going to push back on that and say, you know, it's not always a worthiness issue. Sometimes you have to do what is appropriate for the setting. And that's true. That is true. Sometimes you do have to be appropriate for the setting. Like, for example, at work, when someone makes you mad, you can't handle like, handle that like you would if you were on the street, you know. Um, but when you are in an appropriate setting where you can relax and be yourself. And in that space, you decide to betray your emotions because you don't want to be viewed as, you know. The person who's always upset, the person you don't want to be viewed as whatever, X, Y, Z, whatever it is that you condemn yourself with. You are signaling a worthiness issue because what's wrong with you? What's wrong with your feelings? What's wrong with being you? Why can't you be you in all your glory? Why can't you feel? Your your feelings aren't doing anything to anybody. Your feelings aren't harming anybody. You're just acknowledging them. You're telling people how you feel. And you guys, if you are in a good relationship, can figure out something to, to stop or to cater to your emotions. Why do people need you to hide certain emotions to make the relationship work? Why can't you be yourself and achieve the vision that you have in your mind? Your emotions, no matter how uncomfortable they may make you feel are you. That's you. That's who you are. They you feel they aren't a separate entity that you manage. They are signals that tell you what you enjoy, what's pleasant, what you dislike, what you don't want, what, do you, what you don't want around you. And all of those things are what you choose from. That's what you choose friends from. That's what you choose community from or hobbies from. So what do you think happens when you are taught to, them to ignore them and you take that lesson with you to the grave. You end up disregarding your own knowledge bank, which are emotions that tell you, "This feels right, this doesn't feel right." You signal to your mind, body and soul that there is no room for you. And that's hurtful that that's a hurtful feeling. That's a hurt, even if you are doing it on autopilot, to disregard your own emotions, that hurts you. It hurts you in the long run and it can physically hurt you. I mean, emotionally hurt you in the short term. Finally, you confuse yourself because if you keep telling yourself this is not what you feel, you will ultimately start believing it. You will believe that the pain you feel is something else because you've been convincing yourself that for so long. You will start to misinterpret your feelings because you have been purposely. Trying to convince yourself of feelings that may not be true to what you actually feel. Striving for perfection, striving to be a cured character, a figment, a persona, is not a happy place to be in. It is a confusing place to be in. You end up hiding who you are because you end up masking yourself, and you become anything that the audience requires. You end up damaging or ignoring your knowledge bank. Like I said before, feelings are one of the greatest resources you could ever have. If you follow them, you take care of them, talk about them to the people you love and who love you, you end up in a really pleasant state because you're not betraying yourself. You're not betraying yourself. You're allowing yourself to be. And you're getting signals from your community that it is okay to be that. That there is room for that. That you don't need to hide that. And that is a very, very, very freeing feeling. And of course, you know, there will be feelings that you will have to unpack, that you will have to. Find out what the true source of that is because sometimes your feelings may not be accurate. They may be true feelings, but they may not be an accurate perception of who you are. And that is work that you will have to do. You will have to understand and you will have to really learn and master your feelings. And make sure that they're pointing to your truth and not someone else's lie. So, to help you get in touch with your feelings, I have a few exercises that will help you redevelop your skills of acknowledging your feelings. My first one, and my favorite one, one of my favorite, you know, uh, skills and life tips that I say often is choose low-stakes situations to know yourself. For example, when you're at a coffee shop, order what you feel instead of what you think you should have. Go with your gut. Go with your gut on on small, low-stakes decisions. Number two, tell people who you trust what you're doing. Telling them provides you with a support system in your decision-making, in your You know, when you want to express your emotions, you have a support system. Furthermore, if you tell them, they are likely to remind you when you are on autopilot and you are forgetting the promise that you promised yourself regarding your feelings, regarding acknowledging them. Number three, go back to your past. And in those moments where you cringed or you hit your feelings or you bit your tongue, go back and write out what you wanted to say how you truly felt in that in that moment and do so without judgment because this is not an exercise of judgment this is an exercise of when you're in the moment learning how to express yourself and it's learning to be okay with whatever you feel so go back to that moment feel and say what you really wanted to say and understand that whatever you feel is okay. Whatever you felt in that moment is okay. It's not once again it's not an exercise of judgment of what you should have done, what you should have said. It's just an exercising exercise of acknowledging your feelings. Acknowledging the truth that you felt in that moment and being okay with that. Number 4. Understand the break between what you feel and how you act. Now, this was one of the biggest eye openers for me. Once you understand that your feelings, the actual feelings that you carry inside cannot impact people, you will feel however the hell you want to feel. The reason why this is such an impactful statement is because you can feel anything. The Transition between feeling and acting, that's where you have to focus on. You have to focus on the act. I mean, feeling is okay, but you don't want to react. You don't want to act. You don't want to use your emotions to put you in any situation where you may be harmed, where you may go to jail, or anything that may impact you in the future. You can use those feelings to create boundaries, but you don't have to necessarily act off of them. You can feel them, write down how you feel and decide what your next steps are. But you don't necessarily have to take those feelings and react off of them every single time because sometimes those feelings can get you in real big trouble and you want to protect yourself. You want to protect yourself, you want to protect your feelings and you don't have to act on Everything that you feel, because sometimes what you feel may be incorrect and you just need a little bit more experience to realize, oh, okay, maybe I was tripping a little bit. I appreciate people allowing me the space to learn this lesson, take this into my knowledge bank, and now I know for the future. So use these tips to step into yourself fully and completely and decide that your feelings are worthy enough to be shared, heard, held and treated gently. And the first person who should do that is you. And on that note, you all take care. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.